Our next guest is by far the most requested by the listeners. So who better to end the year with than this man himself? You know him from that amazing win over Tyron Woodley. Now, as we wait to see what happens next, Colby Covington joins us live from Miami right before Christmas. Colby, thanks so much for joining us, man, and finding some time to join us. We imagine there's some craziness happening over there to end off the year. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having the king of Miami and Donald Trump's favorite fighter back on the podcast. It, it's always a pleasure to speak to the media and, and journalists who are impartial and can set their feelings aside to do real journalism. So hats off to you guys. I, I look forward to talking again. Awesome. Today. It helps that we're dead inside Colby, so there's no feelings here what, whatsoever. But we always look forward to having <laughs> you on. Who better to end the show? Many ex-wives. That's <laughs> too many ex-wives. Who better to end the year with? Then yourself. Dude, what a crazy year 2020 has been, man, with all the craziness, you know, at your original gym to the big move to MMA Masters and Colby Covington Incorporated, and then, you know, your big rebound fight against Tyra Woodley. I'm just curious, how do you look back at 2020 and, and the way it's all unfolded for you? Uh, you know, 2020 was a good year. You know, I, I, I kept my record. You know, I was undefeated in 2020. You know, I beat the best fighter in the world. I became the number one fighter in the world again. And, you know, I made a lot of strides in my game. And that's what's more important to me is, is the journey and the process. And, you know, I've been putting in a lot of hard work this year. I've been saying this every time I'm on the podcast. You know, I'm getting better every single day. And that, that's true because I'm a blue-collar, hard-working American, you know. And, and it's blood, sweat, and tears for me every single day. I haven't, you know, finished what I started doing. And, and there's still a lot to be done. And, and there's still a lot of unfinished business that I want to take care of. So, you know, I'm going to keep working hard every single day. And, and you haven't seen the best Colby Chaos Covington yet. Mm. Now, obviously, for a long time now, we've heard the rumors that it's going to be you versus Jorge Masvidal next. But I'm just wondering, what are the latest updates on the fight, Colby? Yeah, I've, I've wanted the, the, the fight since day one. Everybody knows that. Dana White knows that. I was on board ever since I finished Woodley, you know. And, and we're talking about a Tyron Woodley who's levels above Street Judas Masvidal. He's accomplished way more than Street Judas Masvidal. He won a real world title. Tyron Woodley was a world champion. You know, he's the only thing that George Masvidal and Tyron Woodley are similar at is they both are paying their alimony and child support payments. That's the only thing they have in common. Besides that, Tyron Woodley's a way better fighter. So there's a reason that Street Judas Masvidal is ducking me. You know, he had a lot to say before, guys. He was saying in the gym that he wanted to fight me on site. He wanted to go out in the public's parking lot and fade. He was telling Dana White at a show in L.A. when D.C. was fighting Stipe. He was ready to fight backstage. He wanted to fight me there. And then where's he at now, guys? Now he's nowhere to be found. Now he's going to get paid seven figures. He's going to get paid all this money to go fight in the octagon. And now he's going to have someone who could pay his hospital bills, the UFC, after I'm done with him. So where is this guy? He's the so-called BMF. You guys all believe he's some BMF. I don't even know what that means. All it means is broken, mediocre fighter. I mean, the guy's a joke. He's got double-digit losses. He's a complete bum. There's a reason he doesn't want to fight me. Because he's experienced this fight before. He knows how this fight plays out. And he doesn't want to get embarrassed in front of the whole world. So, you know, he's he's in hiding right now. Hmm. It, it's weird, I guess, this year. Sometimes we're seeing fights come together in the last minute. Sometimes fights that you expect to be announced uh, take forever to be announced. And I know this is a very highly anticipated fight. Have the Uf UFC officially approached you about this fight, uh, Colby? Yeah, the UFC officially approached me about this fight. Uh, you know, Hunter gave me a call after I was done with Woodley, like the week or two after it. He said, hey, we want to get this fight done end of the year, early next year. Are you on board? I said, yeah, I signed, 
you know, I'm good to go on my end. I'm, I'm ready to go. I, I gave them my verbal. I'm, you know, I'm a man of my word. I, I'm going to show up and I'm going to do what I do best. That's win it and fight hard and put on a show for the fans around the world. But, you know, getting Jorge Street Jewish Monsfield on board is a whole nother story. The guy, I mean, he's got no options and, and he thinks he's going to fight Connor. He wants an easy fight with the soy boy, Nate Diaz. The guy is desperate right now. Like, you don't want to fight the number one guy in the world. I'm the number one guy in the world. We're the guy that had this intense rivalry. We used to be best friends. You know, this is a blockbuster pay-per-view fight. I mean, th there's not a heated rivalry like this, I don't think, in the history of UFC. A guy who, you know, guys, we were in each other's corners throughout our UFC careers, best friends, hung, you know, for 10 years, you know, hung out every single day, training partners, and now all of a sudden bitter enemies and we want to kill each other, except there's only one guy who's actually going to show up to kill the, the other guy. That's me. Cause all he does is talk. He said all these things before in the media, Oh, Colby's fragile. Oh, this, that, you know, he's, Oh, he's going to, he's done. He's not coming back. This and that. Where's he at now? Now, now you haven't had a, heard a peep out of him. He's completely silent. So, you know, I think it's going to show the fans the truth, and he's going to lose all that street cred, all that street cred for being a badass motherfucker, for 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 being a street uh, king and, and a street fighter and just the baddest dude who will show up anytime. He's losing all that credibility by the day because he's nowhere to be found. You mentioned end of the year, and, yeah, that's, that's kind of when we all were hoping that this fight would uh, maybe happen. What are you hearing from the UFC when you're dealing with Hunter Campbell? What are you hearing as far as, you know, why the fight's not happening or, or what exactly is happening with the negotiations or Jorge? Yeah, last time I talked to him and Dana, you know, they just said that they got to get Jorge on board and they got to get him to sign. You know, they, they said it was going to be a tough task because, you know, he doesn't want to fight you. He, he's he's plain and simple. They, they pretty much told me that he plain and simple told them he doesn't like the style matchup. You're in the UFC fighting the best fighters in the world. You claim to want to be the best in the world and you don't like a style matchup like. What is this, the, the, the real divas of, of Atlanta? Like, what are we doing? I thought we were a, an ultimate fighting championship, you know, not the, the ultimate feelings championship, you know. That's why he's never been an ultimate, feeling, uh, f ultimate fighting champion. He's, he's been nothing more than a broken, mediocre fighting champion. So it's interesting because I know uh, you've been on a few times now and you mentioned after the fight, Dana said, we're going to try and make this fight happen. But I'm curious. Since that point, have they contacted you recently? Have they said anything else to you? I imagine you'd be asking them, why isn't Jorge taking this fight? What do they say to you? Are they trying to get you to fight someone else? Because you've been out of the octagon for quite some time. I'm sure they want to get you back as soon as possible. Oh, uh, you know, the last I had heard from them is they're, they're trying to get his side done. You know, they, they know that's going to be a giant task. And mm. he's probably asking for astronomical amounts of money that he's never going to get and that he's not even worth. So... You know, he thinks he's still going to get this, you know, that this Connor payday, you know, it's just, he's a complete joke. You know, he doesn't, he's not here to make this division great again. He's not really here to fight the best. He's just here to get some paychecks and right off in the sunset. Cause that's, that's nothing more than he is as a jobber. The guy's got double digit losses. He's lost every way. He's lost by upside down triangles to guys named Toby. He lost to a guy named Toby. That's pathetic. I mean, the guy's lost to to featherweights, a sun sal, you know, he's lost to lightweights, baboon, just all these, num he's lost every way possible is what I'm trying to say. So he shouldn't feel embarrassed to come get his ass whooped by me. But, you know, I guess, uh, you know, he, he, he thought better, you know, he, he knows that when I'm done with him, he won't be the same person ever again. Yeah. And so when they were talking to him last, do you know when the negotiations were, was it after your fight? Or have they spoken to you recently? What, what was the last time you spoke to Dana or heard anything from the UFC? Yeah, it's it's been 
it's been some time. It's been uh, you know, a good two months. I was on board. Because that that's that, that must be super frustrating for you. Two months of not hearing anything, yeah. and you're like, let's get this fight going, and I'm for, the best in the for, world here. It is, and and you know, I let them know if this fight can't get going, I want my title shot. I want a rematch, man. It's bullshit the way the first fight played out, man. There was so much controversy. There was so much bad calls. It was just a fake fight, so they need to run that back. And you know, people want to see that again. They know that that. We got unfinished business. That was round one with me and me and Marty. Now it's time for round two. So, you know, I, I want this fight to get going. I even proposed to Dana for me and George to do it in American Airlines Arena, you know, in Miami. And his biggest thing was, hey, we got to see if we can get fans back in the arena because this type of gate for this fight, you know, it's going to sell out. It's going to be a massive hit. So, you know, I think they're waiting to see, like, logistics-wise, like, where they could do this fight at. If, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe they're looking at doing the ultimate fighter. Who knows? I, I don't know what plans they have, but, you know, I'm just training every day and I'm here for the fans, man. I fight for the fans. I fight for the company. I'm ready to fight tomorrow. I'm ready to fight next weekend. So the UFC knows when they need me, I'll be ready to fight. You know, it's just a matter of getting Street Judas on board. Man, I was excited for the ultimate fighter because we did hear the rumors that maybe you and Jorge would be the coaches. But at this point, nothing's really been offered to you as far as tough, right? Nothing official? Yeah, nothing official. And then, you know, I, I saw originally that they planned to do the tough show in the beginning of the new year. But I saw like last week that the there was a report that it got pushed back to maybe summertime, like May time. So who knows? Maybe they're just, you know, trying to figure out where they can do it with everything going on in the country right now. Would that work for you if it's around the summer? I imagine you'd probably want to get back in there and fight Jorge a little bit earlier without the delay of doing tough. Or is that something that you would really want to do um, just, you know, I guess as a build-up to the fight? You know, I'm, I'm game for whatever. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to fight sooner. That'd be awesome. You know, I love making money. I love fighting and, and love proving people wrong and, and shutting the doubters out. But, you know, the build-up to that fight would, would be nice too. You know, it's a big build-up and it's a massive fight that they could sell and to do a coaching gig, you know, it's going to be comedy the whole time. You know, I'm just going to be saying truth in, in Judas's face. You know, I know a lot of deep secrets about him and all the all the skeletons that he has in his closet. So I think it would be uh, good drama for reality TV and, and the, the fans and people would love it. But, you know, that's in UFC's court if they want to if they want to offer that coaching position. I couldn't like thinking about that season. It would be pretty crazy because Tough hasn't had a good seat, a really good season for a little bit of time. So to set the scene for us a little bit, you versus Jorge Masvidal, what would that season look like? What would you guys look like in a room together with your teams? I imagine Colby Covington would have some gold and there would be some action on every single episode. Yeah, for sure. There'd be action every single episode. You know, it'd be it'd be an instant hit. It'd be, it'd be drama TV at its best. You know, it'd be comical. People would love it. You know, I'd be, I'd be looking like a stand-up comic, just hitting him with truth the whole time. And he'd be losing his mind. You know, he can't control his feelings. I can control my feelings. I'm a true professional and businessman, but you know, I know him, he's a street thug. You know, he's, he's the typical kid that, you know, likes to sucker punch people in the streets. Cause he doesn't want to fight him fair. Cause he knows he's a bitch. He knows he's not a real man. He can't win a fight fighting someone fair. So he's got a cheap shot himself. It would be a great season. I think the fans would love it. Obviously, we'd see lots of chicks because I'm always hanging out with chips. You know, I'm working on my cardio at all times. There's a reason they call me the cardio king. And it just, you know, it'd be, it'd be entertainment. And that's what the people want. They want entertainment. They want to watch something that they pay their hard-earned money for. And what better than to pay for me? I, I promise I will take UFC and tough to the promised land. Yeah, kind of. 
It kind of reminds me of Chelsea and Vandalay Silva, where Chelsea yeah. did the uh, "I can't let you get close" move. Yes, and uh, he went out of the. It kind of that's what it kind of looks like to me in my mind, right? When you think about it, a, an explosive season. That's true. It would be something similar, dude. I'm, me and Uncle. Have a Chair, bunch of ladies trying to fight the other team. So probably the ladies <laughs> could probably fight. It's going to be a whole thing going on. Oh yeah, we definitely have to get like a like a, a a mud wrestling type thing for the chicks and just let the <laughs> the fighters enjoy and get their mind off fighting so much so it would it would be it would be i'm telling you guys like i don't want to i don't want to kill the surprise of it and, and the potential of what could has, happen and be possible but i can promise you guys it would be must watch get your popcorn ready tv mm, yeah i i mean i like this season already um <laughs> here's a theory there right because I feel like the division is moving so slowly this year, right? Like the, the Usman-Gilbert Burns fight, it's still not official. Gilbert Burns has been saying that he hasn't yet gotten a contract. And that fight, you know, looks like it might be happening in, in February, possibly. But then you've also got, you know, if this Masvidal fight doesn't happen, for whatever reason, Colby, which would be kind of crazy, the UFC are really pushing, you know, Edwards versus Chimaev for January. Do you see that as possibly a bit of a leverage move by the UFC to have another possible title contender, you know, slot in if for whatever reason the negotiations with either yourself or, or Masvidal break down? Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not really too worried about it. I don't pay attention to people I've never heard of. Uh, you know, the fans know what they want. The people know what they want. The UFC knows who does the good business and who does the numbers. So they got their little uh, analytics department who can break down the numbers and know what sells and, and what the people want. So, you know, I want to give the people what they want. There's a reason they call me the people's champ. There's a reason they call me America's champ. I want to give America, I want to give Donald Trump, you know, an explosive show and an entertaining show and, you know, give the world a display of, of all my hard work that I've been working 26 years for, culminating to this point where I'm, you know, truly coming into my prime and ready to put on those prime explosive uh, performances. So, you know, that's up to the UFC. I, all I can control, guys, is, is what I'm in control of. That's all I take care of and worry about is what I'm in control of. And, and, and that's just getting better every day. And it doesn't matter who gets put in front of you guys. They will get stomped in the ground. Mm. It's interesting as all well because Stephen Thompson, and I don't expect you to know who this person is, but he's a <laughs> fighter in the UFC and he just main evented this past weekend. Um, he is calling for a Jorge Masvidal rematch. He actually has a win over him, believe it or not. Um, and Jorge uh, tweeted out 2021 hashtag unfinished business. It looks like looks like he's looking at some kind of unfinished business. What do you, what do you think of other people trying to get that Masvidal fight over you? And imagine if if he rematches this guy that you don't know, Stephen Thompson, rather than fights you. Imagine that happens. That would be crazy. Yeah, I mean. I've never heard of this guy. I mean, I think I've heard rumblings of some guy named like Choir Boy, they call him or something. But I think that Choir Boy just got knocked out like two fights ago by a lightweight in Pettis who's like not even a 50-50 fighter. So, you know, that guy's a complete bum. And, and who did he just fight? Some some Water Boy? Was it Choir Boy versus Water Boy? Like, no one even knows who he fought. So, you know, if, if that's the fight that, that uh, Street Judas looks for, then then, you know, the fans will know the truth, that he ducked me and he ran like a coward. And, you know, I've said everything in the book to him, called him out on everything, you know, insulted his manhood, his man card, you know, everything. And he has nothing to say. And, and he's not going to come and show up in the octagon and do what he's been telling everybody he was going to do, that he was going to baptize me and he was going to do this and that. You know, it would just make him look like a complete scrub and, and, and a journeyman, which is what he is. So, you know, if he wants to look for those fights, those fights don't sell as well as the fight that me and Street Judas does. You know, that's a 
that's a serious beef, guys. That's not manufactured beef. That's that's guys that want to genuinely kill each other. And and I promise you, he he's leaving on a stretcher again, just like Woodley did in his last fight. Man, I tell you what, it it baffles me that this fight has been so long in the making, mm. and yet there there are still no concrete updates as far as well anything really. You would think the UFC would be scrambling to make this fight. It's a it's a big juicy fight. Um, but I guess we're going to be talking to you in the new year, Colby, hopefully when this is all locked in, we'll let you go in just a moment, but be, uh, before we do, I know we won't speak to you before January, and I know that you're going to be doing your own predictions for mybookie.ag, obviously early next year, we got Conor McGregor versus your good, good friend, the man you gave mm-hmm. an apology to on this program, see, Dustin Poirier, so we got to ask you, man, seeing as you know Dustin so well, how do you see this fight playing out when Dustin rematches Conor McGregor next year? Oh, you guys mean Dustin Sorier. You guys you guys got his name wrong. Well, you, you guys are good friends, so you have your own nicknames for each other. So I guess, I guess that's the guy. Yes, that's the one we're talking about. My best fr- fake friend, Dustin Sorier. <laughs> All I got to say, guys, is make sure you guys got the Kleenex ready at the press conference because you know Dustin Sorier is going to break down on the mic. He's going to cry to the world, make, get everybody to feel sympathy and feel bad for him. He's going to get sparked again in the first round because – He's completely washed up and has no chin anymore and no heart. So, you know, it's going to be – it's not going to be competitive. I think Connor's just going to spark him first round. You know, just get the Kleenex ready because Dustin's going to be crying up a storm in the press conference and get everybody feel bad for me. Oh, we we feel bad for me. I didn't accomplish my dream. Yeah, because you're a bitch. You didn't work hard enough for it, you know? What, what is the up with society these days? People think that everybody should get a participation trophy, you know, like – Dustin needs his safe space, man. Go go in your safe space, Dustin. Yeah, well, I, I can't wait to see uh, your prediction video on Instagram with uh, the lovely ladies of Miami that are always featured on your social media. Uh, but speaking of those lovely ladies, if you want to impress those ladies or any ladies or even maybe your friends, your family, you got to go with a smooth set of balls this holiday season. And Manscaped are the ones to help you get there with the Lawnmower 3.0, the best grooming device on the Planet the Lawnmower 3.0 with 7,000 RPMs of power, LED light. It is waterproof and 90 minutes of battery life, so you can shave your entire body to your heart's content, and they won't cut you. It is a fantastic tool, and if you use the code submission, you get 20% off. Isn't that right, Dennis? Yeah, man. Listen, uh, speaking of the perfect gifts, what about the perfect package 3.0 that mm-hmm. comes with the lawnmower, but also you get the crop preserver, a deodorant foil below the belt. It's anti-chafing and moist- moisturizing. And also the crop reviver, a toner, which is an aloe vera infused cologne for below the belt as well. And you get a couple of free gifts as well. So jump on manscaped.com right now. Use the code word submission, get 20% off and free shipping now. Mm, by the way, if you are still doing your Christmas shopping, which is pretty crazy because it's almost Christmas already, uh, and you're looking at deals and you're like, damn, this deal isn't available in my country. If only I lived in that country. What if there was a way to change my region on my browser? Well, you can with Pure VPN. You can change the region on your browser on all devices, and you can browse the internet safely so that nobody tracks your information or steals your credit card details. And Pure VPN also are giving away a crazy deal. I know we've been banging on about Pure VPN for a while now, but arguably their craziest deal. Basically, you can get a one-year plan for $23.88 for the whole year. But if you click the link below, use the special link, there's two actions, right? If you visit their Instagram and if you tweet about the offer, you get the same deal, not for $23.88, but for $11.94. 
Think of the savings. Think wow. of all the things that you can stream on all sorts of streaming networks like Netflix and Disney Plus in all sorts of regions all over the world. Amazing, isn't it, Dennis? Yeah, man, listen, it's very, very simple. You just click the link and it uh, basically guides you to what you need to do. It's a very, very simple couple of quick actions. All you need to do is really just follow them on Instagram and tweet with the hashtag, hashtag PureVPN Christmas gift, and you unlock that extra 50% uh, discount that brings it down to that unbelievable price. Uh, you cannot get a VPN at this level, this quality for this cheap. So jump on it right now, purevpn.com forward slash submission. So, Colby, as we wrap up, I just want to find out from you. I mean, 2020, what a crazy year it's been for everybody. But 2021, what does the ideal year look like for Colby Covington? Because I know you want to be in there. I know you want to be fighting more frequently than what you have. You're ready to go right now. You don't want to be waiting, you know, six, seven, eight months per fight. So lay it out for us, sort of what the timeline would look like. When would ideally you like to fight Masvidal? And how many times would you like to fight in 2021? Ideally, I'd like to fight three to four times in 2021. You know, I think every couple months, every three months is good for me. You know, I, the Woodley fight, I didn't take a scratch. You know, I dusted him off. That was an easy fight, you know, and, and now I'm looking for my next easy paycheck in Jorge Masvidal. That's literally free money. They, they, you know, I'm just showing up to get that free money. He knows it. That's why he's avoiding it so much. So, you know, I'd look to just dust Masvidal, get, look for the rematch with, uh, with Marty Fake Newsman and, and like, June, early summer, and then, and then look for whoever's next. Whoever's next in line, end of the year, finish it off. But I could tell you, 2021 is going to be my biggest year yet. Everything has came together as far as my skill set, you know, and just just how I feel as, as, a, as a martial artist. And, and I promise you I'm going to deliver explosive shows, and, and I'm going to continue to do what I do best, and that's win. You know, and I'm not going to keep – I'm not going to stop fighting. Just like Donald Trump, he ain't done fighting, man. Early New Year, we're getting Trump back in office, all this – all this madness, all this corruption, this rigged election. We're going to stop the steal. Donald Trump's getting back in office in January. Hopefully, I'm fighting Street Judas in, in February and then Spark and Marty early before early summer. So that's how I'm laying out my plans for you guys. It's up to the UFC and these other fighters to stop being scared and running from me. There he is, guys. The king of Miami himself. Follow him at Colby Cov MMA. Of course, jump on the social media. And see what's going on over the Christmas and New Year's plans. We imagine there'll be lots of ladies, lots of craziness happening. And next year, hopefully we see this guy be able to fight more than a couple of times. Really excited to see what 2021 has in stuff for Colby Covington. Thank you so much, man, for coming to the program. And uh, a year's worth of uh, very interesting and exciting appearances on Submission Radio. We've had a lot of fun with you, man. I appreciate it. I always enjoy being on the show. Thanks for having me, Submission, and, and, and Dennis and Casper. Take care. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> <laughs>